0: Hey boys,
1: we're here, let's do this.
0: Live without a net, you are listening to episode 11, or also known as the Mark Messier episode.
1: <laughs> we'll go Phil Sims on this one.
0: I was going to go Larry Fitzgerald, but then I didn't want to be a homer. Ah, okay. So, Mark Messier. Ittaki There's so many good Sims 11s, on. you know? There's a bunch of them, yeah. Of the Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for Geomatics professionals, My name's Kent. I'm your host for this uh, magic carpet ride. We have a new friend of the show. This is really exciting, guys. Seriously. Land Surveyors United. A number of you listening are probably familiar with this website, but of course it's landsurveyorsunited.com. This is a global community of surveyors, literally. They have 16,000 members, and they are located all over the world. Wow. This is huge for us.
1: Hey, this is the global headquarters. Yeah, now it's big. making more sense.
0: So we're, we're very lucky to have them as a, a friend of the show, as we say, and we can't wait to see where this relationship goes. The opening uh, number there, of course, was Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. The name of that song is Crumb. Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers are probably the hardest working band in Phoenix right now. Uh, I saw them last Friday right here at Social Hall, as did producer Jake. For the first time, yep.
2: yep, they were setting up, taking down, so it's a they do everything. They do everything, yep. There no uh, roadies, huh? Uh, uh-uh. Nope,
0: nope, not much budget there. But Carol One-stop was shop. Carol was a little bit under the weather that night, but she still she powered through it. She sounded fantastic. It was a great show. And then that was Friday night. Saturday morning they played a show. Saturday afternoon they played a show. And this coming weekend they're in Bisbee for like a weekend music <laughs> festival. So amazing, these guys. Like I said, hardest working band in, in Arizona at the moment. They uh, Their new CD is called Bliss, and you can catch that on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other music outlets. So check them out. I think you'll love them, and some of the best people to work with. So thanks again uh, to Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers for supporting the podcast. We're here in Studio One in Social Hall. The global headquarters. The global headquarters. And again, that is not... Um, a false stretch, advertising, yeah. yep, yep, especially. We're, um, we're making it legit, we are making it legit. Uh, you listened to the last episode, you found out that they recently purchased a new smoker, and uh, chef executive chef Jason Diaz was gonna smoke up some pork and some ribs and stuff. And last Friday, when we were here, they had a special menu, and we had the smoked barbecue pork shoulder, which was freaking awesome.
2: Good stuff. little sandwich, but it was like an everything bagel type bun, it was hatch really green good. chili, queso. It was it was good stuff.
0: It was really 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 good. So I'm excited to see what Jason's going to do with the smoker. One other thing I want to mention: uh, Social Hall is also now, I guess, brewing their own white claw type seltzer. Mm-hmm. And we had it that night. It was good. Yeah, taste was good. It's like a
2: lime something or other, right?
0: Something clover. I, I don't yeah. know. I have
2: no idea, but. I don't
0: know, but it was the only thing I'm gonna have to talk to him about it because I had like three of them and I felt hydrated, but I did not even feel buzzed.
2: Uh, Up the numbers on that, maybe. You
0: gotta check the alcohol comps or
2: malt, something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm gonna talk to him about that. One
0: other thing I gotta mention is they have a new cocktail menu coming out in the next couple weeks. um, And from what I'm told, there's gonna be a variety of old fashions on this menu. So, boy. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. We are in hockey season. The Coyotes are doing fantastic. Uh, We record on Tuesdays. Tonight, they are actually on the road. Calgary. Calgary, yep. And uh, Social Hall is a a Coyotes top shelf bar, so there's all kinds of drink specials and the games on the TVs and stuff. So if you're in Arizona and you love hockey, come out to Social Hall.
1: Easy enough. Easy enough. It's
0: it's a win-win. With that, let's catch up with the fellas. Producer Jake, what's up, my friend?
2: Not a whole lot going on. Speaking of Arizona sports, though, Coyote's looking great, but also the Suns, too, look like they've just been shot out of a cannon. I don't
1: Absolutely. know what's going on there. That's I love it, though. my mind. I love it. They so, gave the 76ers their first loss.
2: This is big for Arizona sports. Maybe we can get a little Cardinals turnaround. We could Yeah,
1: I don't think that's going to happen. Be this, good. Not this year, at know. least.
2: But um, podcast updates, too. We're expanding mm-hmm. what platforms are on, so we're looking to, to get on Spotify here, too. And then just um, recently, we just passed 1,500 – uh, total downloads. So Ooh, that's awesome. Numbers are increasing quickly.
0: Wow. Yep. Yep. Trending in the right direction. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, producer Jake, you mentioned that you might be doing the Arizona professional sports trifecta this week. Yeah. So is this that is happening? What's going on?
2: Oh, it's man. not this week, but it's something we messed around with my friends. It's, it's I think it's the November 29th through December 1st. So we can go to the Suns on Friday night, the Coyotes on Saturday night, and the Cardinals game on Sunday night. That's so awesome. all three realms right. right there in one weekend, back to back to back. That's, that's, that's legend
1: status right there.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I'm we're I'm looking th- into that. We're looking at tickets to see what we can do. But to
1: i be yeah. young and, and stress-free. In I life. might need to
2: get in on that action. <laughs>
1: or <laughs> older and stress-free in life. Hotel yeah.
2: accommodations included. Maybe. we. Oh, that's true. If we'd have to stay the night in Glendale between yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Maybe you can
0: borrow the stay Black Stay on the Moves, west side. Uh, the van? Borrow, borrow oh, yeah. the Black Moose van and... Make it happen. <laughs>
2: there you go. Ryan, what are you up to?
1: Oh, living the dream as always. Um, not a whole lot going on this past weekend. Shameless plug, the uh, United Surveyors of Arizona went down to the uh, food bank in Phoenix and volunteered there. I brought the little guy out.
2: How do you like that? You know, he did it last year as well.
1: I think he got a little bit more out of it this year. Definitely appreciates how spoiled Rodney is a little bit more after seeing that. So it was definitely <laughs> well worth it. Um, We'll see. I'm sure we'll do it again next year, and he'll be back.
0: Yep, so. It's good for the kids to do stuff like that. Exactly. So for sure.
1: What's up with you, Kent? Besides, um, besides crying about the Bears, yeah, uh, Bears. I've given up on those guys already. But Seasons. I will
0: say this: this is pretty exciting. I put my name in the lottery for the Cubs Cardinals series in London next year. Nice for yeah. tickets. Yep. That's for the for the right to buy tickets. Mm. So it's like a, I think it's like a two I think it's a two game series in London.
2: Where would they even play?
0: I don't know Wembley or something like that. I'm not sure. Name so another stadium about that.
1: besides Wembley. In, in in yeah, I have no in, idea. Exactly. <laughs> That's not the not first one, one that came to mind. It Might be the it's only one. I don't one.
0: know. I don't know. But uh, besides that, uh, my weekend consisted of a lot of freaking music. I already mentioned we came to came here to Social Hall on Friday to catch Carol pacing the Honey Shakers. Saturday, I went and saw the Black Moods at uh, Rock Bar in Old Town Scottsdale. That was un freaking believable it was like a two-hour marathon that
2: face paint looked crazy
0: it was great it was so freaking awesome and then uh i recuperated on sunday and then last night i actually went and saw a band called dirty honey which is an upcoming rock band they played at the rebel lounge which is a super small local venue so i've been seeing a lot of music a lot of honey
2: yeah a lot of local
3: flair rebel lounge on indian school yeah Yeah. the old mason jar exactly yeah there's a lot of history
0: there yeah Freaking! Um, My band played there. Nirvana played there. No shit. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. With that, um, I believe we're to the safety share moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yesterday was the time change. So what's that? We, we yeah. Of course, we don't <laughs> do that here in Arizona. <laughs> but come to find out, there are some safety concerns that go along with falling back. Um, With the increased darkness at rush hour, it, of course, affects drivers and pedestrians, you know, that are crossing the street. The end of daylight savings time can leave a lot of people feeling like really fatigued, which, of course, poses safety risks among, you know, in itself, both at home and in the workplace. In addition to that, the National Road Safety Foundation has done studies proving that auto accidents increase after the clocks fall back an hour. Besides the lack of visibility, the NRSF notes that commuting in the dark can also make drivers drowsier than usual. I don't need that. Right? According to some health studies, changes in waking time, coupled with the earlier onset of darkness, throws off internal clocks. It's like a bear or something.
2: I believe it, yeah. It's so hard to get up in the morning now, too, when the sun comes up at, like, what is it, 8 o'clock or so? It's,
0: it's, It's rough, yeah. And, of course, this increases the driving risk primarily because... In our already twenty-four-seven society, we have a fundamental problem of already being, you know, sleep deprived. So, just pay pay close attention. You know, maybe you don't even realize it, but with the clocks being turned back, you know, it does mess with our internal clocks. So, just a reminder uh, to to pay close attention to that.
3: Coupled with the already distracted driving
0: Ugh, that we got going on, it's awful.
3: Those cell phones, they're they're killers. So
1: they're that.
0: Really- uh, that deep, sexy voice there belongs <laughs> to our uh, our guest tonight. You mean not mine? No, Aww. not yours. It's not very wide either. We got you, <laughs> and then we got Jake, who's reaching puberty soon. <laughs> not mine either. <laughs> no. They'll drop eventually. <laughs> so, our guest tonight is uh, Steve Gangwall. And just some bio information about Steve he was born in Denver and he grew up in Tucson. Have to get to the bottom of that. He uh, attended all three state universities. So, for you listening, that is northern arizona university home of the lumberjacks it is the now university of arizona also known as u arizona the wildcats and of course he attended
1: you know the best school in the state arizona state
0: university (laughs) home of the sun devils and jake and jake and ryan (laughs) he's married he's got (laughs) married with one child uh sean who's 21 months so he's got his hands full there his hobbies include golf and music. He's learning to play guitar, apparently. Uh, He enjoys being involved in his community, traveling. He's a real estate agent. He appreciates wine and just spending time outdoors in general. Uh, He's an ADOT, Arizona Department of Transportation Trailblazer, and a champion for consultants that are SBE DBEs. We'll talk more about that. His favorite sports team is the Denver Broncos. Go Broncos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe whatever. <laughs> he loves boxing and MMA, and he is currently a stay-at-home dad while he figure out figures out what he's going to do next with his life. And this is really interesting. He says he was recruited by the CIA. I swear I'm not lying. But he's so, not allowed to talk about it conveniently. He can't talk about that. Or right? <laughs> I have to kill you all. Yeah. That's, that's cool.
1: <laughs> it's worth the risk. Well, is the story that good <laughs> Not so really, but you're a,
0: a lumberjack a wildcat and a sun devil that's correct do you have any uh, allegiance to one over the other or are you, you just I, got all three actually of those I do. running through I your
3: do. I do so I went I did my undergraduate at, uh, at the U of A and um, took some graduate courses there and then finally got admitted to an MBA program at NAU while I was on the waiting list at ASU and U of A, so I took the fast ticket to Nau, um, which was my first, you know, adult home experience away from home. Uh, went to college there, finished two years in my program there, and then actually had one class to finish up at ASU. So when I moved back to Phoenix, when I moved to Phoenix from Nau, um, that's where I finished my degree. But the the degree was awarded from Nau. Um, so even though I finished the courses at ASU, the degree was awarded at NAU. Hmm. Anyhow. Um, That's a yeah. diluted mess right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to go to all three, actually. I don't, I'm, I, you know,
0: I'm questioning would... whether or not you actually graduated.
3: I did. Actually, the reason why I had to go to ASU is because I was supposed to graduate in 2002. <laughs> but I had to uh, take some extra courses, which oh, I did at ASU. Happens. And enter the workforce. Yep. And uh, they finally awarded my degree in 2003 at NAU. They're just like, he's paid enough. Just give it to him.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have mercy. He's got a record number of credits. (laughs) He's gone to all three schools. (laughs) Damn it! Any normal person have like six degrees Uh, by now? Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So is it? uh, How's it being a Broncos fan? Are you uh,
1: less less interested as the years go on? Yeah.
3: You know, but I got to do it because I was born there. Born in. in, Absolutely. And just uh, you know. I don't know, man. I just got a lot of problems with uh, the John Elway decision making and <laughs> just the whole general management. You know, Flacco was kind of exciting, but then it was like, eh, I don't know. But it's just like that's the best you can do. <laughs> he got he got lucky
1: when he nailed, like landed Peyton Manning, and yeah. then he's oh, just yeah. riding high off of that ever since. Yeah, there I haven't mean, been too many solid choices. I, I might be
3: that. one of the few Bronco fans, and I've only been a Bronco fan since I was a kid, right? Um, wasn't that stoked about Peyton Manning. I mean, it was he didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The defense did. Oh you know, Use that old term game manager. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's, so it's gonna be a while.
0: Boxing and MMA. Uh I consider myself a fan of both of those. Uh did you were you ever a boxer? Did you ever train for MMA, anything like that? Or no. you just kind of appreciate those just, uh, just appreciate the oh man the balls to do that animalistic yeah, exactly. like, thing that, it's
3: like come on man that's insane it's crazy like how many people can just jump in a ring and start beating the shit out of someone or getting the, the shit beaten out of yourself right um i don't know there's some like every time i watch any fight i don't even, i don't even have to know the people mm-hmm. you just get that rush you kind of get the chills up the spine you're like god it's just it's just respectable uh, totally a lot I of agree. discipline I, I understand what it takes as an athlete as a high school athlete what it takes to even get in that kind of shape, you know, and these guys take it to far cutting weight. It's like, come on, man, this is ridiculous. You guys have yep. no idea. I mean, I was vomiting at football practice in high school. Yeah, these guys must be going through, you know, the nth degree of that. I'm
1: always fascinated like when they're jumping, like warming up, waiting for the fight to start. What's going through their head? Like
2: just adrenaline. Yeah. Like
1: I'm literally going to get punched in the face in like
3: ten seconds.
1: It's crazy
2: too after they get knocked out and then they're like, all right, well and they wake up and like, well, when's the fight gonna start? Your brain just like goes to like (laughs) uh,
3: that was the Mike Tyson days, right? Remember those? No doubt. Oh my
0: gosh. Thirty six second fights. Unbelievable. He was a monster. What, so do you follow pretty closely the MMA, like, uh, are you a fan well, of Conor McGregor, anything to say about that guy? I mean, you know,
3: pompous asshole, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks so, but he he's a promoter, he knows how to make money, the guy knows how to promote he himself, and he, and he did a... Some really, of the biggest fights, yeah. He makes it like wrestling, basically. Exactly, and that's yeah. when I kind of got of getting a little bad taste about the whole thing, got a little too commercialized, and a little bit too much, you know? Once he started selling his whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Proper twelve. Yeah. Yeah, that or you know, just you know, know it is. But it's kind of exciting at the same time. So it's like, you know, what do you do? You love hate it. Love hate it. Right. 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 You right. just get
2: in a fight with a bus.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: three what do you do? Like through a chair, through a bus window. Yeah, like, uh,
2: like that dolly or something and then he just <laughs> punched some old guy did you see that with about a month yeah or two like ago. in some
1: pub he just yeah he decked a guy because this he old said guy was at the no to his did, yeah, like, yeah
3: he, he like punched he, an old man yeah
0: because yeah. yeah. he, like he said no to dude. trying his whiskey all right i hate him now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous
0: he's got to recover from that one tell us about the golf game how is it
3: it's pretty bad but mm-hmm. um it's uh it's you know i'm a novice um just kind of sort of actually kind of got forced into it from the industry that I started working in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? A lot of people like to golf in this industry, so I better pick it up. It and definitely comes in handy. Yeah, so I went and got some clubs. I started swinging, and everyone's like, you like you play baseball? I'm like, no, why? Like <laughs> The way you swing is like you like baseball. I'm like, I never played baseball either. <laughs> um, sure. But, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of, it's interesting, as you get older, you kind of just kind of loosen up a little bit and understand the game and um, I've just been. I have never taken lessons, but just trying to just watch YouTube videos, and it's actually interesting how much really I'm learning is. just from watching the videos and stuff.
1: Yep, agreed. You know, there's you know, a lot, of, lot skill of
3: skill and talent it is, that I it don't is. have, <laughs> and I appreciate it more now than I ever have. Really, I thought like, oh,
0: golf, sport, throw up. You know, <laughs> what about you ever think about taking up fishing?
3: I've only fly fished. Have you at the in the Colorado at least ferry, and it was. It's not about the fishing. It's it's about being outdoors. It's about being in nature. It's about just that rush, you know. Right. You know, but I can care less if I caught a fish or not.
0: Yeah, we kind of had that conversation with Kara a little bit. Yeah. It's just a matter of being outside. Yeah. Um, Guitar lessons?
3: Well, I'm, you know, I've been playing. Actually, I was in a band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know
0: that. Tell us. Yeah. That's not even on your bio. And I this know. is the thing I'm most intrigued about.
3: Yeah, I was in a band. I picked up a guitar. So I want to be a drummer i was a bad kid you know so i had to stay out of trouble so um i was like i want to be a drummer i want to be a drummer my dad's like i ain't buying you any drums so here's a piece of shit guitar you can buy i'll buy for you you know (laughs) so i bought a guitar and this was in tucson um it was such a piece of shit looking back at it but it was cool and and i knew like i didn't even know how to play i never took a lesson in my life um you know, so I'm I'm about to be 44. So, I, you know, my music era is like the grunge area, basically, in the 90s. So, uh, you know, just power chords and bar chords and stuff. And anyway, long story short, um, come high school, I just kind of got a little bit serious about it. And uh, uh, my best friend, he was like, just had some, this dude just had some chords on his vocals. He was like, ah started singing <laughs> one time when i was just screwing around and i was like we were just started laughing we're like dude that sounded kind of cool <laughs> so next thing you know we start actually getting together and trying to play music and writing he's writing lyrics and i'm just writing you know not writing but just playing chords and stuff and um we had a senior talent show they did every year we got invited to play there uh we played a couple original songs and people were screaming and hollering and Next thing you know, we're playing at bars. Uh, we play at the Mason Jar, that formerly known Did as. Did you Mason. really play yeah, there? Yeah, no dude. Way. Yeah. How could you not know this? Yeah, it's crazy. I am like jealous was, right we, now. We were such like this it was is what a I punk. Wanted. What was it? We were so grunge. I mean, it was like so. Were like, you
0: in Nirvana? So <laughs> he opened for <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, I was the
3: uh, guitarist. I was that one weird looking dude that bleached his hair blonde. No, um, but. We we played like you know influences so like hardcore I mean the Godfather of metal is Black Sabbath right so Sabbath songs we'd play we played Metallica we played some Tool I'm a huge Tool fan um, and you know just a couple a lot of Soundgarden huge huge Soundgarden fan uh, Chris Cornell rest in peace and so we just kind of just jammed and we played we were more interested in playing our own music um, we were angry kids rebellious who, had no, teens. who had nothing to do that is awesome so if it wasn't music man actually we would have gotten a lot more trouble than we did so it was a, it was a good escape and then you know what i had to get my shit together i had to go to school <laughs> adulthood I had, I had to learn something brutal it oh, f- always yeah. just gets in the way yeah so i went to college mm-hmm. and the rest of the band did not <laughs> He parted ways. And they played
1: Madison Square Garden last uh, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at me. <laughs> that band is hooting the blowfish.
0: <laughs> that that I'm jealous, man. man. I didn't know that about you. That's so cool. That's Ken's dream. He he really like, is, like, It's a superpower to
1: him dude, to be a, a rock star. Dude, it
3: is a freaking rush oh. to just be on a mini stage, a 12-inch foot stage, or twelve inch stage, yeah. and just just people actually wanting to listen to what you're doing. It's so awesome. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. Very,
0: very cool. Uh, before we kind of get into the serious stuff, uh, tell us about the CIA thing. Yeah, I've been wanting <laughs> to be speaking get of getting in trouble. Yeah. The CIA, yeah. So Does this as a result of the band or?
3: I wish, no. <laughs> so I graduated from the U of A with a degree in sociology. Um,
0: U Arizona, please. U Arizona,
3: sorry. <laughs> I guess that, that is a new um, branding that they're going through, right? I'm um, glad they spent resources. and Not sure I get that yet, everything actually. I, I don't get it. Just trying to be. You different. know the game. they to
1: go, you. Oh, hey. What are they going to do now? Yeah.
3: You, Arizona.
1: <laughs> They're not the smartest down there in Tucson.
3: Um, sociology major with a focus in criminology. Um, just interested in the whole criminology field. Um, and I, I had some idea that I want to get into some kind of federal law enforcement. I wasn't sure, so um, graduated from the U of A. I started working at the Juvenile Detention Center as a detention <laughs> officer. <laughs> it's actually, I've never been scared of, right uh, uh, I've never been scared of a 16-year-old <laughs> <laughs> as much as I was when I worked there. Um, so anyway, long story short, I just got a phone call one day and uh, someone called and said, hey, um, I'm so-and-so and I'm calling from the Central Ontario Intelligence, Intelligence Agency Um, This was in 2000, so I was like, bullshit, you know, whatever. But there wasn't really that kind of marketing kind of calls going on then, Mm -hmm. right? Um, She's like, this is not a joke, blah, 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 blah. She invites me for an interview. I fly over to Virginia for my first interview. They liked me. They invited me a second time. And I don't know, something happened after the second interview. Did you say something wrong? I might have. I had to, you know, do a psychological exam. Well, that stop right Uh-oh. there. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Fail, <laughs> fail, That's fail. Was, yeah. That's a fail on all exactly, of us. exactly. <laughs> they're like, all right, this guy's a freak. Um, <laughs> but you know what was really interesting is the kind of questions they were asking me. Um, so I'm from East Indian descent. Uh, my parents are from India. They immigrated here in the '60s, and uh, they were like, you know, if you were in India, would anyone recognize you? I'm like no, why would they? I've <laughs> <Yeah>, never <laughs> been there. Yeah, well, I've been there, but you know, as a kid, like, and there's a billion people there. Why would they recognize me? This is, um, but it was just interesting. They they disguise themselves as overseas quote overseas travel. Um, I would have been a contract employee. Um, I asked, I think, some of the wrong questions, like, if I die, what are you gonna do with my body? type kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll probably <laughs> put you on a blacklist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, why is he asking these things? <laughs> Yeah, I would have been basically a contract um, spy. Oh, wow. Basically, um, I think they were one like of the Americans.
1: To, Jason Bourne yeah. over here, right? Well, yeah,
3: that's that's, that's so kind of cool. the. But basically just, you know, uh, watching um, ambassadors and, and, and stuff like that and just kind of taking pictures. Of, you know, they would arm you. They would give you aliases and uh, different
0: kind of uh, passports and
3: stuff like that, which was pretty cool. But,
0: yeah, I blew it somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> Did you guys know he had, like, the most interesting man in the world on tonight? No. Yeah. He's, he's got a Rockstar. Dos Equis in front of him. So we're Undercover good. spy. Jeez, yeah. I, I learned so much. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it was kind of cool. That all awesome. colleges, you know. Yep. He's been all over the place.
0: Yep. So, a lot of people uh, probably don't know, your dad was actually a <laughs> P.E. and an L.S.,
3: he is a PA and still an L. <laughs> so he's still living, of course. <laughs> of course, yes.
0: So he's a P. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: he started uh, working for, I don't know, mm-hmm. BNSF. He worked in L.A. when he came from India, and then he went to uh, mm-hmm. Colorado or Omaha, worked for BNSF, the railroad, UP, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, when that kind of went to shit, uh, I think he wanted to start his own business, and so he moved to Tucson.
0: How did he pick Tucson? I, you know what, I'm not sure. I did you guys have other family there or something? Actually,
3: actually, this is how it went. So like, he got transferred to Tucson and then got laid off like months later. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to start my own thing. And so at that time, there was this big uh, promotion for like just small disadvantaged businesses, and that's actually kind of like the way Tucson still operates. They really promote small business. Um, they kind of want to keep big business out and whatnot. You can, I'm sure you guys know that kind of thing, but. Um, so he started his own business and he called it Alpha Engineering, uh, which I thought was kind of genius, actually, yep. in retrospect. And um, it was just him and a draftsman. And then that was in 1982. And he ran that thing and he expanded into Phoenix. And um,
0: so you, you did some surveying for him, though, right? I like did. When you were young, I, yeah. pre-GPS, pre GPS, oh. pre. Dude, I you didn't. were like three-man crew in it. So right? for
3: me, it was punishment. <laughs> it, wasn't really, it wasn't really doing serving. That's how little, most people get into it. Yeah, it's like, it's Saturday morning. You got to get up early and help me, you know. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Um, hold this tape and just stand still and, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah, it was the old school.
0: And Then you actually – so after all the college and everything, you got your master's in business administration – and then you went back and you managed the business for, what, is it 10 years?
3: Yeah, 10 years. And that was actually not intentional. That was by mistake. Um, so m- when Alpha Engineering, my father expanded to the Phoenix area out of Tucson, um, this was in 2000, before the Depression, when the boom was happening. Um, he had uh, expanded up here and had some nefarious employees who wanted to do some nasty things and kind of spin-offs and using company resources whatnot anyway long story short whistleblower within the company kind of you know let him know what was going on and um i said pop you know let me help you out you need someone here he he was just a he's just a very trusting person he's he's got a huge heart you know he's just like yeah you know do your thing do your thing and someone did their thing and some more and so he had a you know he needs some help so i said let me help you out in the interim and long story short i mean it lasted 10 years i didn't know the first thing about the a and e industry yeah i mean i came from a medical economics background with a criminology background um i just had some business so you know acumen so i'm like you know what i can in the meantime help you out and and it i just stuck for a little bit and um you know, I just kind of, I met the right people at the right time, doing the right thing. And one thing led to another. Um, I was a big um, advocate and participant in the small and disadvantaged business industry within Arizona. Um, I helped start the DBE program. Um, I was named the first uh, DBE task force chair for the professional services Um and that kind of just snowballed into some policy changes, actually, that's happened in the state, uh, which was like, you know, inclusion of small and disadvantaged businesses, which we actually have a lot of in the state. And, um, you know, it just kind of gave people an opportunity, basically, because there's a lot of barriers to entry um, when you ha- when you're working up against a lot of these bigger, you know, conglomerate type of businesses. So it just gave a lot of these people some opportunity to just get in there and get involved in some projects.
0: Very cool. So over the course of the ten years, I'm sure it became very evident, pretty quickly, that a survey and engineering company is unique. What are I mean, what are what are some of the things you learned about the business side of uh, you know running that type of business?
3: I think I quickly learned that surveyors aren't really the best business people. This guy has said that on multiple occasions. The worst. Yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting to me because they're they're really smart, intelligent folks who know a lot of just a really niche and unique kind of um, intelligence that's all over the world. So, like, the first thing when I came into the A&E industry, um, I just had a whole new appreciation for just infrastructure in general. I mean, really, I'm like, I didn't even think about where our water came from or more or less where our water goes when it goes down your drain. You know, how the road is built, how a building is built, how anything is built for that matter. Um, So, you know, it all starts with what? A good survey, right? A design is based on a good survey. Um, And yeah, I just had, you know, I worked with some great people, um, but their business acumen just kind of lacked, but that's okay. But that's, that's why I was there to help them and support them. And so we support each other um and just you know we, you know there was some good times and bad times but the one thing i was proud of is that we survived the recession one of the worst recessions in our lifetime um not only do we survive it but we came out and we survived for many years afterwards and remained in business
0: yeah definitely so you know you you started out you know ser- serving with your dad at a very young age and that was pre-technology as far as robotics and gps and Drones and UAVs, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that survey companies, engineering companies, they spend sh- lots of money, thousands of dollars on technology. And then for whatever reason, they tend to, it's almost like a backwards way of thinking, they reduce their fees because they're able to do things faster, which is completely backwards in my opinion.
3: Yeah, it is. And, like, it's kind of like the big and sexy thing. You are like, ooh, you know, it's like, oh, this is the new thing to do. And it's like, you know what? If you actually stick to the basics, you know, at Alpha Engineering, we worked, we we, we ran very basic equipment, um, and we got the job done. And we worked on major statewide projects that, are, that everyone here today drives on, you know, the designs that were built on. Um, if you just have the competency... I think, and and the just, you know, just working really, really, really well on the project from kickoff to end. Um, yes, the technology can enhance your ability to do these projects and whatnot, but, you know, to reduce the fees because of that, you know, you're, you're investing a lot more money Um it,
0: and the expertise it takes to, to use that yeah, new
3: technology absolutely and you know there's so many overhead costs that are involved obviously with that kind of thing um but you have you still have you still have a, a person with a brain who's working behind that who is responsible for it and the technology is there to help them to support them to get the job perhaps done differently maybe more efficiently but surveying is always like a puzzle. Every project is like a puzzle. It's very unique. Yep. You know, so it's not like just open the box and boom, turn on your machine and go necessarily.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, you know, with the, the onset of the technology, whether it be robotics or GPS, you don't need three people to do what essentially one person probably could do most of the time these days yeah. there's a lot of companies that again to keep costs down are no longer running two and three man crews or doing everything with one person survey crew and that's creating a lot of problems yeah it's keeping the cost down it's keeping the overhead down you could probably do things for cheaper but i mean first of all there's the safety side of things running you know one man survey crews but i think where the profession is really paying a price right now is the fact that There aren't any other young surveyors being trained. You know, you're sending out the one guy who's, assumingly, really, really good at his job, but he's not training anybody else to take his place or to come up or whatever. And I I think the profession as a whole is just paying a huge price right now for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, uh, technology can can take place to a certain point, but you got to have a a human behind it. You got to have a brain. You got to have someone who can know the contingencies of a project Um, obviously you know in more congestive kind of uh, projects that are you know in 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 more rural areas versus urban areas you know you got to make the call on the right call and um, if you're in the middle of the desert maybe you can utilize certain technologies versus other but you know I mean I understand that price is always a component to any kind of project whether it's public or private Um, but safety you know a life it's priceless, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It's it, it is a tough one. I mean, just you because know? you can do it with one person doesn't mean you should do it with one
3: person. Exactly. Let's say you can send one person up in a space shuttle to the moon. Does that mean you should? Right.
0: Exactly.
1: Only if it's can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would need
1: an I man. You do nuts <laughs> by yourself now? that long. Oh, oh man. God. That little space. Yes. Like, that would yeah. be rough. I mean that I would be it like must-see tv yeah no just doubt. a 24-hour feed of that oh jesus <laughs> yeah that
0: would be entertaining so you, you your, your dad had, had an established uh any firm if i don't even know if you would want to but what if you were starting a a survey company from scratch well how do, how do you think you would approach something like that um the
3: best thing is is just you know you got you got to get your foundation built you got to know. And I think this is where and I've known um, I know a lot of surveyors who started, you know, who left working for quote a man and went on their own and um, started their own business. And they're doing well, but I just think they can be do tremendously better if they just kind of slowed down and got the foundations started, you know, um, just getting the, the basis covered like, you know, your, your risk mitigating your risk getting just getting you know your your plan a lot of planning and then action and and you know what happens is they get too busy too fast yep that's that's exactly what's that's happening right now oh, i was gonna say that's everybody right now yeah they get too busy too fast and then it's just a shit show actually
0: yep yeah no, I and, and a agree. lot of customers
3: get tossed to the side and others get the attention and it's kind of like you know what's the bigger bang for my buck right now yep. and it's that's a reputation you want to give not necessarily you know, especially in the long run, you don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's an issue across the country. I just had a buddy of mine who's a surveyor in Colorado call me today, and, you know, he was saying the exact same thing that we're, we're talking about right now. There's just not, there's, there's so much work and not enough qualified surveyors to do the work, and I'm not quite sure what the solution is, and it's not going to happen overnight, how we're, how we're going to solve it, but um, it's almost like it was right before the, the recession. You know where you've got a bunch of people out in the field, in um, a lot of cases acting as party chiefs, being as they say, you know, a button pusher. They get sent out out in the field with a point plot and a data collector and stake to point, and they don't really know while, why they're putting that point in that location at that elevation, but they're doing it. So, so that's a good point. So, like what I've kind of
3: came across running the business for ten years is even. Uh, up until my last position, um, <laughs> it blew my mind how many people didn't know what the purpose of the project that they're working on is for. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're just, they're focused. Yeah. On they're staying j- in my lane.
1: Yeah. Get it done. Just, just say, I gotta, yeah, I got
0: to get 200 points on the ground today.
3: Yeah, that's all I'm doing or I'm just drawing this and that's all I'm doing. I'm like, well, what's the purpose of the job? You know, what yeah. kind of project is it? Is it a roadway project? Is it a drainage project? Like, What is your customer needing? What is most important to them? Um, So it's just, you know, you got to have that. That interest, you got to know that, like, look, I'm having an impact on something that's being built. For whatever purpose it is and having some sense of pride in that, I think. Um, A lot of people think it's just, you know, I'm just holding a rod and shooting the button, you know, pushing the button and so on and so forth. It's like, no, man, this is really important because uh, an engineer's design is based upon your survey.
0: And if you screw up one of those stakes, there goes like any profit you might have had built into the project. And then the profit, the profit margins and are And then, then the liability comes. Oh, out. I say it all the time, you know, especially when it comes to construction staking. the The risk and the reward makes no sense. Yeah, just because everybody's undercutting. It's, it's everybody, definitely an so, niche. Right? it's
3: definitely it takes a very yeah. skilled person to uh, excel at that.
0: No question. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. So you're uh you're kind of in between things right now. I know you got some stuff going on as far as being a being a real estate agent and. You're doing some consulting work. Yeah, what, yeah. uh What's what's next for you? You got anything? I don't
3: know, man. The the kind of the world's my oyster right now, right? It's like <laughs> it's not a bad place to be. Actually, it's pretty exciting. I'm slightly jealous. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't want to sound cheesy, but hashtag blessed right now. You know. <laughs> yep. No um, Mars over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I just I quit my last job. Um, just kind of had enough of whatever was going on there, and. Um, Stay at home dad right now. Um, I, I have my real estate license, as you said. I've been yeah. practicing real estate for on and off. I have, you know, I've, I've been investing in real estate for many years. Kind of do that on the side, but I've been doing small business consulting as well. Um, you know, it's not really taken off, but I haven't been putting a lot of effort in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm really loving just being home with the boy and taking care of him. It's it's, it's precious. I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, definitely. It's just crazy, um, but yeah, I think come the new year, I'll start exploring more opportunities. Maybe reach out to some folks in my network and see if anybody needs any help, um, or am I might just go spin off and do my own thing, or am I might pick up my guitar
0: and start a band, start jamming right. again, dude. Give me a shout. I, I I can sing a little bit. Yeah. No. All right. Oh All gosh. Right. <laughs> Do I want to hear it. Let's no. let's get let's get a sampling. <laughs> yeah, <please. awful. laughs> it would be awful. Oh my gosh, is, um, it, like,
1: is it like Cookie Monster? <laughs> cookie. <laughs> um, yum, yum, yum. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, so what's where, where does your passion lie? I mean, yeah, I know you're kind of you know figuring it out right now, but I'm sure there's certain things that you that really kind of drive you. What 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 would those things be? What would be what would be the ideal job for you? What would you like to do?
3: Man, that's a great question. That's a hard question to answer, actually. And you know what? Do you, us, do you want us to cut that? No, no, but I admire people who can answer that question. My, I Because I got an just... Billionaire. <laughs> I mean, but you can't just be a billionaire. You got to become one first, yeah. right? I'm buying stock on Jake. <laughs>
0: yeah. There you go. I'd buy the Jake stock. There you go. Producer Jake.
3: There you go. They say my son might be an actor the way he kind of fake cries already and like <laughs> cries in the corner. You're like...
1: Fuck like how does he know that shit? <laughs> he hams it up on you. Yeah,
3: it's like and then he looks and he uh, kind of and he gets you to, like this weird look. And he's like just gotcha. kind of raises his eyebrows up and down and you're like how does a 20 month 21 month old baby know that?
0: It's cuz when you're you're at home all day and you got keeping up with the Kardashians on. He's,
2: <laughs> he's figuring it out. His brain is like a sponge just <laughs> yeah, absorbing awesome. all of that.
3: Oh, no, man. yeah, I mean I don't know, dude. Like I would um I'd like to work more with my hands and just like I would actually like to be a farmer. Interesting. I know that sounds kinda cheesy, but just working with the earth, just you know
0: You could buy like a little hobby farm or something.
2: What would you want to grow? There's
0: a there's a new crop that's becoming very popular in yeah, the like, <laughs> <that's laughs>
3: really the sticky icky stuff. No, no. That seems to be the most profitable.
0: If,
2: I think if that's so too. What you're in for. A little bit better than soybeans. <laughs> I think it'd be
3: cool to grow uh, wine grapes.
2: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah,
3: just working a, in a vineyard, just day in day out, you know, from yeah. start to finish. I think that would be really cool. I think there's something enriching about it, um, from the planting to just the going through the seasons and the harvesting and the making and the aging, and then to give it to people to enjoy and to taste, and it becomes a part of them. I don't know. That
0: would be be really cool. Do you do any like home brewing or anything like that? No, I'm not that big of a nerd. It's
3: it's really hard. I just don't have time for that shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he wants to own a farm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't brew beer, but let's do an entire farm. What the hell? (laughs) But you know, you
3: can get the kid out there. Just kind (laughs) of hey, go pick up a shovel.
0: Get the rake. Yeah. Uh, Teach him work ethic at a young age i love it so
1: we're as actually. we're doing this more and more i i find myself going over questions in my head do and, it. and this one i i swear i could get an entire episode i did it in my own head in the car today but i gotta ask what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were younger everything <laughs> <laughs> everything that's, I that's know. that's a freaking genius answer uh, right, uh, yes that I I could have saved myself like an hour of thinking about that (laughs) if I just said that. That one word? (laughs) Yes. Like, all right,
3: yeah, that uh, about covers it. No, I mean, you know, kind of touching on the topic (laughs) of just, you know, young surveying professionals, for those who are either working for a business or wanting to go on their own, um, I think just working on your, um, your networking ability, just going out and talking to people. I've noticed a lot of surveyors are just, reluctant to just go out and put themselves out there and talk. Um, and I've met some brilliant people, folks that have worked for me that I worked with alongside with them. And, and, and I'm like, you have so much potential. Just get out of your shell, man. Yep. Just go out there and shake someone's hand and smile. And you'll be surprised where that might lead. Um, whether it's a little job, big job, doesn't matter. Just expand your network because if you're just there to just, you know, turn the machine a little bit and you know it's it's that's all you're going to do then that's all you're going to be
0: and And there's
3: nothing wrong with that but i'm just saying if you want to expand your your opportunities out there you got to put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone i was just going to say you got to get out of comfort i i didn't know what the hell i was doing like i said i didn't know who did i didn't know the vocabulary people talking acronyms and whatnot i'm like what the hell are they talking about (laughs) I don't know this word and that word, but just going out there, getting out of your comfort zone. And yes, I had high anxiety doing it, but I got through it, and yep.
0: now it's great. It's like us in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're totally <laughs> outside our comfort zone. We yeah. first started this, how like, what the hell? Are and we doing? what's the listening rate you were telling me earlier? Oh, I gosh, that were like fifteen hundred.
2: Yeah, just past fifteen hundred. Yeah, that is amazing, amazing, guys.
3: It's I really amazing. commend you guys. I mean, that's great. I mean, and, and it's it, it's really actually. <laughs> It's just fun listening to you guys. You guys, you know, the topics just kind of the, the, the no bullshit kind of, you know, it's not mundane. It's not like and today's episode is about you know <laughs> No NPR here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's exciting, it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's 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 great.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And this
3: social hall is really cool. I've never mm-hmm. been here before. This place is really, really neat. And Studio one. what, what tell Studio the folks one, about yeah. Studio
0: One? This is awesome.
3: World Headquarters. The, the hidden room of uh, Social
0: Hall. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan's got a question that he's going to ask you because it's his favorite question. Of the, uh, yes. Of the, uh, uh, you the say episode. you've listened
1: to a few of them, right? The past episodes? Yeah, I have. What, Do you have a mantra that you live by? I don't want to recap all the ones we've had already if, if you're familiar. mantra. Yes. The one that always sticks in my head is train past the finish. That one I, literally I, I sticks with me. I love that
0: one. Add value, make friends. I love that one.
1: From the episodes.
0: Well, yeah, no, 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 no. no we, your own we, personal for your, your life,
1: is there a mantra yeah. that you... have l- something
0: that you live by? Like you look in the mirror every day and you say...
3: Oh, be present.
0: Be present. Oh, yeah, be
3: present.
2: Short and sweet? Yeah. Short. Like dude, I mean, That's my whole awesome.
3: life has been kind of circling around that whole concept of just be present. You go, You live in the past, you're going to be depressed, you're going to have regrets. You live in the future, you're going to be anxious, you're going to have anxiety. Just be present. Just fuck the future, fuck the past. The only thing that's happening right now is right now, that's and I, and that's so easy to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is <laughs> easier so said than done. Yeah. yeah,
3: but yeah, just be present.
0: Most mantras are this guy
1: short and sweet with the answers. Be, be present. Right to the right, Everything. I'm like, like, man, oh man, he simplifies it. Yeah. All yeah. right.
0: <laughs> so we, uh, this is our eleventh episode. After for the first ten episodes, we asked every guest the same question. We're changing it up. We have a new question. This is about alcohol. So if you had to drink one of the three following alcohols for the rest of your life, what would it be? Whiskey, vodka, or tequila?
3: Hmm.
0: You can only drink one. Which one would it be? Of those three. Of those three.
3: Can't be wine. Can't be wine. Okay. (laughs) Nope. You know what? I'd have to go with whiskey. With whiskey. Yeah. Okay. It would be second place would be vodka. Second place doesn't matter. Is
0: tequila. It's a uh, first loser. Yeah. Wh- it is Whiskey's a first is loser. wide Vodka yeah. Vodka's definitely
3: out. like, I w- why would I want to drink rubbing alcohol <laughs> every day? It's <laughs> disgusting. Fantastic. So with that. With once once
1: we get 10 more of these, are we going to have one of these mixologists yeah, at the well, social exactly. hall whip something Absolutely. up to yep, go then, with our uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You got I can't wait. You got? We're going to have a full dinner by the end exactly. of it. Exactly. 100 right.
2: episodes in. Yep, yep. So
3: look, can I turn this around a little bit? Yep. Yeah. You guys Please go do. with that? Go for yeah, it. of course. So w- what's going on with you, Kent?
0: What's going on with me? Yeah. Uh, in regards to what portion just of my work. Life? Like, what are
3: you seeing out there? What's going on in the uh, industry? What's going on out here?
0: Yeah, you know what? It's it's interesting. I work for a larger company, so, you know, our, our clients are probably different from, you know, most, maybe not all of our listeners, of course, but, you know, we, we, we work on much larger projects. Right. And these larger projects just seem to be taking longer and longer to materialize that's one thing i'm noticing um i mean once they materialize it's great you know boom 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 you know we're running you know with our running around with our hair on fire but it just seems like things are are, are moving a little bit slower and i don't know if that's related to you know um politics politics possibly. budgets budgets um, years, Yeah. you know i mean we're what a year away from an, an election yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next year but um yeah, I mean, we're, we're consistently busy. It's just things are, are moving at a little bit slower pace right now, it yeah. seems like, um, for the type of projects we work on. Now, yeah. I know I have a lot of friends in the business, of course, you know, that, that do a lot of construction staking. Um, you know, the residential side of things is still pretty active. Um, and construction staking is absolutely insane right now. But, like we touched on earlier, that's the type of work that a company of the size that I work for, we don't really chase that type of work. You know, the risk and the reward doesn't make sense, and we cannot compete with the guys that are doing that work. So, um, yeah, no, we're, we're, in a, we're in a good spot. We're in yeah, a good spot. I, pro- I, good. I I like that. I like that turning it around. That's Throwing awesome. on tilt.
3: How about yeah. you, Ryan? You, yeah. you guys are the first boots on the ground type of, you know, no, they don't industry. We don't even touch the ground. We just yeah, fly over. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs>
3: that
2: somehow, was really good. Yeah.
3: Somehow I still have to get, like, safety
1: clearance for certain places, and it just makes no sense. But well,
3: I mean, they just talk about, you know, economic slowdown here and there what are you guys feeling what are you seeing it, 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 as
1: long as i've been in this industry it's waves it, it's flush when it's flush and it's dry when it's dry yeah you know what i mean and fortunately right now it's going well so yeah. i can't complain that's good you know and it's, as as you said golf is a big part of my job so <laughs> I, I really don't have a bad gig
0: and it's being diversified yeah you know i mean that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing you know again i go back for these to these guys or these smaller companies that you know, I mean, it, it could be a little bit scary. They're not super diversified. You know, they're doing all construction staking or all this for this type client or whatever. And I've been in that position before. And when when uh, you know the other shoe drops, I mean, it, it's it's a scary place to be. So.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's really two different animals, right? It's it two is. different animals uh, happening at two different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely you know the risk and rewards with each one of them, but. You know, going out there, I was just interested to hear what, what you know, working from the, the, the companies that you both work for, you know, what's mm. going out there, what's going on. And um, with all the talk out there, you know, but locally here, I, I feel like things are pr- still pretty strong. I agree. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of construction, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, is there... Tons, tons. new developments going on or not you know well i Just have to say the company i work for
1: is a dbe so thank you for uh, getting that all set up yeah yeah
3: i was very very happy to
1: to get that set up <laughs> it's I, always appreciated yeah. it does come in handy
0: definitely definitely but yeah there's so much construction going on here in, in the phoenix area i think the statistic is there's like what 200 people a day literally moving yeah. relocating to the area um, I mean so many there's just this influx of people coming from all over but primarily California you yeah California is not a fun place to live right now and going back to the
3: it. yeah and going back to the wine discussion yep. uh, as the vineyards are sorry to say being burned down almost it's in crazy. California but mm. the wine industry here in Arizona mm. is booming doing really well yeah um, just the the ability to grow wine in such difficult, you know, uh terrain and, 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 and uh area and geographic area and whatnot. I mean it's it's actually amazing some of the wine that, that they grow here.
0: really and, is. And the and way it tastes. is like one of the last places people would think that you could grow wine. Absolutely. But they don't realize the different climates that we have here. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. going Co-
1: full circle from you are saying you're a Tool fan, doesn't the guy from Tool he does make wine up in Jerome? Yeah. yeah. Well, well
3: he lives up there um in Cochise County where some of his fruit's grown from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh um but yeah he he opened an Austria and wine tasting uh joint up in old town called Merkin yeah Merkin, you know? yeah They um, were just I a, went and, I just saw them actually Yeah they were in oh, Chicago right Oh dude I heard it was amazing <laughs> It was ridiculous I had a
2: couple of buddies who went too yeah
3: <laughs> It's their their music is transcendental I'm Absolutely. telling you it's just ridiculous totally. It's it's nothing I've ever seen before and um I'm kind of just yeah just a big
0: fan Yeah very cool Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, get out of here? Is there anything else maybe we didn't touch on?
3: No, not really. I mean, just, you know, for those, uh, people who are thinking about going out on their own, you know, just, it's scary. It's, um, you know, there's a little bit of the unknown, but that's the leap you got to take and just, you know, plan, 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 execute, execute, execute. Um, if you're local in the area, look me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to help you out if I can. Um, be safe, as we talked about earlier. Be okay. seen, yep. you know, and just uh, live in know. the present, live in the present and do what you can for your community and your and your profession. Yeah.
0: You know, Good stuff, man. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. Yes. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having me. I, I never enjoyed listening to myself as much as I did today. <laughs> it's, addicting. <laughs> it's addicting, right? <laughs> it is. <Yes. laughs> no, that's some
0: great content and, and we definitely appreciate it. So. Uh, with that, do you got anything else, Big Shoots? No, well, I think we. Uh, I think d- I'm going to change your name from Big Shoots to Dirty Honey. Dirty Honey. What do you think about that?
2: Big Honey.
0: I, I, we can go with that. Big Honey. I like that. How about, how about maybe dirty? like
1: Honey Bear, Dirty Shoots. Dirty shoots.
3: <laughs> dirty shoots. <laughs> I do have <laughs> dirty <laughs> shoots. Ew! I think I just threw up my mouth a oh, little you, bit.
1: You got a, You got a young man at uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> You're used to dirty shoots. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll stick with big shirts. <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. We'll come up with something. It's awesome.
1: It's a work uh, in progress. All
0: right, fantastic. Well, again, thank thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Thanks uh, guys it was for having awesome. me. awesome, yeah. So, with that, we got to plug our, our our friends of the show. Uh, we have RPLS today, which is a, a great website uh, check that one out rplstoday.com and as we mentioned earlier the new one on, uh, on board with us is land surveyors united landsurveyorsunited.com two really really good websites for surveyors and geomatics professionals alike two, two of the best websites out there for sure thanks again to social hall studio one love being here look forward to it every week check out the geoholics at geoholics.com and on twitter instagram and apple podcast soon to be on Spotify as well by the next episode I think we'll be there big time boys yep yep Uh, producer Jake's got that under control and let's have Carol pacing the honey shakers take us out with crumb till next time everybody be present be safe
3: be present